say that's enough, Mr. West. Please, no more today. sick right now. Well, I am sick right now. And nothing's gonna tear us apart.
Yeah, weird. Oh yeah, that shit is loud as fuck. Yeah, you guys have just been chilling with me for two seconds. So, hello, 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 I hope you're doing fantastic, hope you're doing well, as you can hear, I mean I can even hear it, I'm stuffy as hell right now, I think I got strep throat this week, I have no idea, maybe it's, I've had changes in diet and just care of my body and I mean, a little bit of changes in sleep schedule and stuff like that. I don't really know. Um, yeah. But just a mix of all of it. <clears throat> and I probably just caught something, so I've been sick. But, yeah, bro. We're just going to chill. We're just going to chill on this one. Um, I'm just going to do a bunch of random shit, so... If anyone does end up listening to this, it's I hope I hope it's someone out there that enjoys listening to me talk or just enjoys my voice. <sighs> Might find it entertaining or soothing to listen to. Because um, I know a couple people have, have told me that they just enjoy hearing me talk. And um, yeah, so fuck it, you know? We're just going to... I'll read you guys some random shit. Well, I got, I'm in my bedroom right now, so I got all my stuff sitting here. We can just do whatever, just chill for a little bit. I'm not doing anything tonight, so yeah. I just watched a movie, um, and I just made it halfway through a second one, actually. The second one, it's called uh, Memories, sorry, it's called Memories of Murder, which is a good a little bit older movie i think it's early 2000s maybe late 90s directed by bong joon ho who's i believe i want to say korean um and legendary director he's directed a few 
unbelievable movies. I mean, I'm, I haven't watched all of his stuff, but I'm sure every all of them are amazing. Um, he directed Parasite, for anyone who's heard of that or seen that movie. Um, that one... Uh, Best Picture Oscar a few years ago But uh, yeah Memories of Murder Is a, um, another gem um, I wanted to start by Maybe reading a couple things From my personal notebook Which which, which is one of them You know But this is the one I started I want to say I can't remember if I dated it I think I started this in the fall of 21, or maybe at the beginning of last year, at the beginning of 2022. I can't really remember, but I don't know. I just thought it'd be funny to, and it's kind of a cool perspective, because usually something like this is, you wouldn't expect someone to be like, so let's read what I wrote in my personal journal but it's not anything like crazy I mean there's some deeper stuff but it's more just satisfying to listen to I think um let's see here I could tell you my stats my, my wiffle ball stats from the 2021 regular season in 31 games I batted 390 with an OBP on base percentage of 456, 24 home runs, 64 RBIs, 8 doubles, which is league high. Also was one of the highest in strikeouts in the league. I had 43, which is not good. It means I was striking out almost once every three at-bats. I made 80 ply, 85 plays in the field, though, with zero errors. So, suck it. Won the Sticky Paw Award that year in 21, which is best best defender in the league. No big deal, you know. Which is, for me, as expected, because I'm... Out of the 200 people in this Wiffle Ball League, I might be the dude in... Maybe a top five dude in shape, um, and just young and... <laughs> athletic you could say it's kind of a a, a fun league and a, a beer league but I still enjoy at least being able to give it my all and make plays in the field diving plays it's super fun um yeah let's see Remember, remember, the 5th of November, I grew. Here's something. I don't know when this is from, but... I have so many things I want to say, but don't have the pen for it quite yet. I know I have plenty of time to get there, but sometimes the words are more difficult to get down on paper. It blows my mind to think that paper comes from a tree. A tree. A plant. A living thing. Which comes from the earth. And although I am not a plant, I do live. I breathe in what the trees make. What the trees produce. I am alive because of trees. 
I'm alive because of trees, so I can exert my exert my life under this piece of a tree. What does it all mean? It means nothing. It means everything. Everything is nothing. Everything isn't nothing. Knowing everything equals knowing nothing. Vice versa. Here's... What the fuck? Here's something funny. It's not funny, but... This is like... One of the only affirmation... Like, one of... This might... This might have been... My first ever affirmation, like full on affirmation that I wrote for myself that wasn't like a passage that I copied down. Like, this is just one that came to me and one that I've said to myself that I don't know. I, I just think that's funny because, like I said, it's the only one I've ever. It was like the first affirmation basically I ever wrote for myself besides being forced to do one for school or church or something like that. I don't I don't need reassurances about my worth or value. I don't need to compare my life to others. I don't allow my preconceptions to Im impact my choices. I have the almighty power to choose to be the best version of myself every day. I enjoy the struggle the pain, the loss, the suffering, the love, the happiness, the sadness, the life. I am the greatest to ever do it, and I have the power to blind the darkness. I am light. Stop and feel the rain, feel the breeze, look up at the sky, find some ground to touch, don't worry. Yeah, some of these are, are a little too deep. Not even specific. And just a little bit much. I remember writing this one time and I specifically remember exactly what I meant. I said, getting to the age where everything is for the kids. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I know I meant that while well, I was working with kids at the time um, last spring and it just made me realize just how much I think yes we all realize when we grow up and you have a relationship with someone and the possibility of kids coming to your life or maybe just kids in general coming to your life you have your own or whatnot. so then it's kind of like well a given that that your life kind of becomes for the kids but it's kind of like everything. I realize that everything that I'm doing nowadays is in preparation to be able to pass that on to kids, you know, pass that on to the next generation. And I'm getting to the age. I'm not there yet. Not everything I do right now is for the kids. You know, I still got to do stuff for me and whatnot, but...
invite change. I wrote this down. Imagine a child is taught to understand that change is all around us all the time. To love and accept differences between what is already known and the incoming new idea. A child unfazed by being shown, shown a world totally unknown to him. Willing to sacrifice what he knows to be able to understand the other. And I mean... I... That was an early thought in like my kind of spiritual path that I've been on these last couple of years. That was massive when I realized. Because I was always afraid of change. And you never, I never explicitly, never, ever, ever, never once. I mean, you know, I can't point back to a specific time or maybe, you know, people always say things and. But it always goes in one ear and out the other. And when you, once you come to a point and you realize, oh, there, no, I've never really been told that. I've never really had someone look me in the eyes and tried to help me understand something like that, which I can read it again just because I want to, um, just for everyone out there so you understand it better. Well, this isn't the most perfect little passage. It's literally just a thought that I wrote down in this fucking notebook, but... Imagine a child is taught to understand that change is all around us all the time. To love and accept differences between what is already known and the incoming new idea slash change. A child unfazed by being shown a world totally unknown to him or her. Willing to sacrifice what he knows to be able to understand the other. Even, and that's just in that split second, like to be able to imagine teaching a kid that it, it that it is just a possibility doesn't mean you have to, doesn't mean it, it's going to happen every single time, but it, it is possible for you, child, for you, young person, to be able to step outside of yourself for a moment, to be able to see where someone else is coming from to be able to or just be able to see change see something just different not even someone else's perspective but that's that is a massive example of change you know um even in the respect of if i were to change my life that would be coming from the perspective of that version of myself which is a different version of myself than right now or is a different version if I choose to do something else, you know, so, yeah, yeah, picture of a shark or a whale, I don't even know, <laughs> a couple quotes from my one of my favorite movies of all time, if not my favorite movie, which it is in its own way. I probably have like 20 favorite movies of all time. And they're all number one. I can promise you that. Um, power to the people. That's one. Here's another one. Stick it to the man. Another one. Be bold. Be, be brave. Be adventurous. Drink it in. It goes by fast. Can unique be modified? No. No. 
Can unique be modified? No. Alright, I'm just going to get deep on you because there's no shot that anyone that listens to this just doesn't give a shit. You at least are just here to be able to just listen to someone, listen to me. Maybe you are just curious and you're peeking your head in and this is all weird as fuck to you, which is totally fine, dude. I can't do anything about it. can't change what, what you feel. But here we go. Here's one from... Um, oh, this is actually from December of this last year. So this was only a couple months ago. This is towards the end of everything that I've that I have written in this in this notebook. It amazes me to know how it feels like I've written in this notebook many, many, many things. But when I go back through it, I see not many different times I've taken a second to write something down. Even though this notebook has sat next to my bed through all of it. And I very often have something on my chest that wants to get off. What better place than within the confines of a personal journal? I believe now that I have not because simply I've seen my feelings, emotions, and thoughts as almost too powerful that I might stumble and not be able to express the power I feel behind these things. What I realize now is my actions are much more powerful than my words. What is the point of writing down something if I cannot apply that to my day-to-day life and relationships with people I love most, myself included? Something I forget, however, is writing is being open, open to whatever I feel and accepting however it may come out. Especially since I do my absolute best to ground everything I do in love. But I haven't been loving myself enough. Have I gotten better at it? Sure. I think that's a kind of overthink. Because it really is so easy to take two seconds to write down a thought or feeling. Or even something completely random. Then I drew a little star. Like boom, there's a star. It is an opportunity to be free. And maybe I can use something like this to show me to be free all the time. Free to be. (laughs) Alright, I'll get soft on you a couple more times. I'm speaking to you now If you're listening to this I'd speak to you Because in in this journal I'm speaking to myself But I think we could all use something like this I wrote this a, a couple weeks Or a couple weeks after that last one You really are just now starting to live again Give yourself grace For you've spent much alone Changing, growing Things are just growing That's all. That's all you need to do. Give grace and go flow with the energy you were always meant to flow with.
I am a makeup of everyone and everything I've felt and made contact with. The self floats away and you realize you are a makeup of so many things intertwined with all the rest. Sophisticated, well-spoken thoughts which cannot be spoken. A whole mountain and sea which cause the rush of things too clear to see through. Words which cannot be spoken. It was never meant to be kept in. All these things I've held on to for so long, so many lifetimes. I can feel the change. I can see the change. A magnet pulling me. A spring pushing me. Wish me luck. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Home is love. To love and to be loved. Now is always a time to be kind to yourself. One of our greatest freedoms is how we react to things. I got a cool one for you though right now, okay? This is a quote from the student Derek Jensen. If it's a dude, I have no idea. I don't even know what, who he is, what he's done, any of that, but. This goes, this goes hand in hand with yeah, wherever you're planted right now, wherever your ass is sitting, wherever your feet are planted, um, this is it. It's no wonder we don't defend the land where we live. We don't live here. We live in television programs and movies and books and with celebrities and in heaven and by rules and laws and abstractions created by people far away. We live anywhere and everywhere except in our particular bodies, on this particular land, at this particular moment, in these particular circumstances. I'm just going to read that one more time for myself, even. It's no wonder we don't defend the land where we live. We don't live here. We live in television programs and movies and books and with celebrities, and in heaven, and by rules and laws and abstractions created by people far away. And we live anywhere and everywhere, except in our particular bodies, on this particular land, at this particular moment, in these particular circumstances. Yeah. I uh, I recently bought uh, Rick Rubin. If you've ever heard of Rick Rubin, he's gotten pretty popular on mainstream TikTok or just internet, much more than he has in the past, just because people don't, didn't know about him for so long. He's the man who founded Def Jam Recordings, which is arguably the biggest record label in music history, honestly, and especially in the modern day. Um, most notable artists of, you know, Jay-Z, came up with Jay-Z, um, Rihanna. I have no idea. So many of the most popular, though. And Rick Rubin is one of the founders. It was him and another guy or him and a couple guys. I believe it was two of them, but mainly Rick um, in the early 2000s, late 90s. 
and he's just such a wise man such a smart guy he just dropped his first book the creative act a way of being it's phenomenal it's a beautiful book that's like no questions asked i mean it's very different the way it's worded the way it's the way he brings it forward the way he expresses it presents it I meant to say I was just gonna read a couple pages from it just cause fuck it he's got it laid out like not a children's book but some of the pages yes just to make it like really easy and just simple and not like trying to crowd as many words onto one page as he can no like he gave himself plenty of room in this thing it's such a, like the binding and the I got the hard copy it's so nice this is such a beautiful book to have forever okay I'm just gonna read a couple pages to you guys so forgive me for just being annoying per usual There's a time for certain ideas to arrive, and they find a way to express themselves through us. Yeah, this is a book basically about creativity. However, the depth of which creativity goes within us goes so much deeper than just that surface word of creativity. Even though I see it as a deep word, but if you're just listening to this, you might think, no, oh, creativity, like classic, you know. We learn creativity in first grade, which we do, but that's the point is, I think a lot of us steer away from creativity, but there's a time for certain ideas to arrive and they find a way to express themselves through us. This next page turned into a new chapter called The Source of Creativity. We begin with everything, everything seen, everything done, everything thought, everything felt, everything imagined, everything forgotten, and everything that rests unspoken and unthought within us. This is our source material, and from it we build each creative moment. This content does not come from inside us. The source is out there, a wisdom surrounding us, an inexhaustible offering that is always available. We either sense it, remember it, or tune into it. Not only through our experiences, it may also be dreams, intuitions, subliminal fragments, or other ways still unknown by which the outside finds its way inside. To the mind, this material appears to come from within, but that's an illusion. There are tiny fragments of the vastness of source stored within us. These precious wisps arise from the unconscious like vapor and condense to form a thought, an idea. It may be helpful to think of source as a cloud 
Clouds never truly disappear. They change form. They turn into rain and become part of the ocean, and then evaporate and return to being clouds. The same is true of art. Art is a circulation of energetic ideas. What makes them appear new is that they're combining differently each time they come back. No two clouds are the same. This is why, when we are struck by a new piece of art, it can resonate on a deeper level. Perhaps this is the familiar coming back to us in an unfamiliar form. Or maybe it is something unknown that we didn't realize we were looking for. A missing piece in a puzzle that has no end. Turning something from an idea into a reality can make it seem smaller. It changes from unearth unearthly to earthly. The imagination has no limits. The physical world does. The work exists in both. Hmm. I like this chapter name. See, that was a little chapter right there. That's what I love about it. Awareness. Awareness is one of my favorite words in the history of the universe. In the history of my life. Like, here's something for you. If you don't think about words or English or the way you speak or think in like in this way, I'm constantly thinking about how my English vocabulary only extends a certain amount. And do I do work to extend it? Hell no. Like, like unless in a moment I see a word that I don't know or I see a cool word and I try to understand it better just by thinking about it deeper like in that way i do but i'm not out here like trying to expand my vocabulary or anything but out of all the words i've come across and like understood or tried to understand awareness is probably my favorite one of them sorry not i can't say it's the it holds a one spot but like i said about movies it's probably one out of 20 favorite words of all time including fuck you know or shit or um I don't know. Bacon. I like the word bacon. I don't even <laughs> Awareness. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. <clears throat> See, dude, I'm actually sick. I probably sound like shit. I hope I'm not making you sick by just listening to me. Because I feel like low-key, it might work like that if you let it. So don't let me get you sick through a mic, all right? <clears throat> Most of our daily activities, we choose the agenda and develop a strategy to achieve the goal at hand. We create the program. Awareness moves differently. The program is happening around us. The world is the doer and we are the witness. We have little or no control over the content. The gift of awareness allows us to notice what's going on around and inside ourselves in the present moment, and to do so without attachment or involvement. We may observe bodily sensations, passing thoughts and feelings, sounds or visual cues, smells and tastes. Through detached noticing, awareness allows an observed flower.
to reveal more of itself without our intervention. This is true of all things. Awareness is not a state you force. There's little effort involved, though persistence is key. It's something you actively allow to ha- It's something you actively allow to happen. It is a presence with and acceptance of what is happening in the eternal now. As soon as you label an aspect of source, you're no longer noticing, you're studying. This holds true of any thought that takes you out of the presence with the object of your awareness, whether analysis or simply becoming aware that you're aware. Analysis is a secondary function. The awareness happens first as a pure connection with the object of your attention. If something strikes me as interesting or beautiful, first I live that experience. Only afterward might I attempt to understand it. Though we can't change what it is that we are noticing, we can change our ability to notice. We can expand our awareness and narrow it, experience it with our eyes open or closed. We can quiet our inside so we can perceive more on the outside, or quiet the outside so we can notice more of what's happening inside. We can zoom in on something so closely it loses the features that make it what it appears to be, or zoom so far out it seems like something entirely new. The universe is only as large as our perception of it. When we cultivate our awareness, we are expanding the universe. This expands the scope, not just of the material at our disposal to create form, but of the life we get to live. The ability to look deeply is the root of creativity. To see past the ordinary and mundane and get to what and get to what might otherwise be invisible. No, no matter what tools you use to create, the true instrument is you. And through you, the universe that surround us all comes into focus. The Unseen By conventional definition, the purpose of art is to create physical and digital artifacts, to fill shelves with pottery, books, and records. Though artists generally aren't aware of it, that end work is a byproduct of a greater desire. We aren't creating to produce or sell material products. The act of creation is an attempt to enter a mysterious realm, a longing to transcend. What we create allows us to share glimpses of an inner landscape, one that is beyond our understanding. Art is our portal to the unseen world. Without the spiritual component, the artist works with a crucial disadvantage. The spiritual world provides, provides a sense of wonder and a, and a, a little. See, I stumble once, I just 
punch myself in the face, basically. <laughs> the spiritual world provides a sense of wonder and a degree of open-mindedness not always found within the confines of science. The world of reason can be narrow and filled with dead ends, while a spiritual viewpoint is limitless and invites fantastic possibilities. The unseen world is boundless. The word spirituality may not speak to those who dwell chiefly in the intellect or those who equate the word with organized religion. If you prefer to think of spirituality as simply believing in connection, that's fine. If you choose to think of it as believing in magic, that's fine too. The things we believe carry a charge, regardless of whether they can be proven or not. The practice of spirituality is a way of looking at a world where you're not alone. There are deeper meanings behind the surface. The energy around you can be harnessed to elevate your work. You are a part of something much larger than can be explained. A world of immense possibilities. Harnessing this energy can be marvi marvelously useful in your creative pursuits. The principle operates on faith. Believing and behaving as if it's true. No proof is needed. When you're working on a project, you may notice apparent coincidences appearing more often than randomness allows. Almost as if there's another hand guiding yours in a certain direction. As if there's an inner knowing gently informing your movements. Faith allows you to trust the direction without needing to understand it. Pay particular attention to the moments that take your breath away. A beautiful sunset. An unusual eye color. A moving piece of music. The elegant design of a complex machine. If a piece of work, a fragment of consciousness, or an element of nature is somehow allowing us to access something bigger, that is, its spiritual component made manifest. It awards us a glimpse of the unseen. It's not unusual for science to catch up to art, eventually. Nor is it unusual for art to catch up to the spiritual. Look for clues. Material for our work surrounds us at every turn. It's woven into conversation, nature, chance encounters, and existing works of art. When looking for a solution to a creative problem, pay close attention to what's happening around you. Look for clues pointing to new methods or ways to further develop current ideas. A writer may be in a coffee shop, working on a scene, and unsure what a character is going to say next. A phrase might be overheard in the chatter from another table that provides a direct answer, or at least a glimpse of a possible direction. We receive these types of messages all the time, if we remain open to them. We might read a book and find a quote leaping off the page watch a movie and notice a line that moves us to pause and rewind. Sometimes it's the exact answer we've been looking for.
or it could be an echo of an idea that keeps repeating in other places, begging for more attention or affirming the path we're on. These transmissions are subtle. They are ever-present, but they're easy to miss. If we aren't looking for clues, they're passed by without us ever knowing. Notice connections and consider where they lead. When something out of the ordinary happens, ask yourself why. What's the message? What could be the greater meaning? This process isn't a science. We can't control clues or will them to be revealed. Sometimes it helps to have a strong intention to find a specific answer or to confirm a particular path. Other times, letting go of that intention altogether can help you find your way. An, inter an integral part of the artist's work is deciphering these signals. The more open you are, the more clues you will find and the less effort you'll need to exert. You may be able to think less and begin to rely on answers arising within you. You might imagine that the outside world is a conveyor belt with a stream of small packages on it, always going by. The first step is to notice the conveyor belt is there. And then, anytime you want, you can pick up one of those packages, unwrap it, and see what's inside. A helpful exercise might be opening a book to a random page and reading the first line your eyes find. See how what's written there somehow applies to your situation. Any relevance it bears might be by chance, but you might allow for the possibility that chance is not all that that's at play. When my appendix burst, the doctor who diagnosed it insisted that I go to the hospital immediately to have it removed was told there was no other options. I found myself in a nearby bookstore. Standing out on a table in the front was a new book by Dr. Andrew Weil. I picked it up and let it fall open. The first passage my eyes went to said, if a doctor wants to remove a part of your body and they tell you it has no function, don't believe this. The information I needed was made available to me in that moment and I still have my appendix. When clues present themselves, it can sometimes feel like the delicate mechanism of a clock at work, as if the universe is nudging you with little reminders that it's on your side and wants to provide you everything you need to complete your mission. Look for what you notice, but no one else sees. I'll read one more. I'll will do exactly what he what Rick just said. I'll flip up into a random page, and what catches my eye, I will read. And by the way, if you're still listening to this. Anytime you ever hear the word artist or art, it's talking about you. Yeah, you know, there's plenty of people out there that 
truly think that art or an artist is only someone that makes something specified in the modern world as art, such as music, painting, writing, drawing, whatever, you know, like something colorful. Nah, dude. Art is how you drive home, how you, like which direction you decide to go when you go home. That's that's being creative. That is making art. Life is your canvas. You are the artist. So anytime you hear the word artist in this, it is referring to you. And when you hear the word art, it is referring to life itself, I would say. It makes it easy and it makes it much more, much easier to understand when you look at it like that. Here you go. When we encounter an artistic problem, the reason it's a problem is typically because it conflicts with our accepted beliefs of what is and isn't possible, or our expectations for what is expected to happen. A song may begin to veer away from our assumed gender, genre. A song may begin to veer away from our assumed genre. A painter might run out of a certain type of paint. A film director might experience a malfunction with a piece of equipment on set. When something doesn't go according to plan, we have a choice to either resist it or incorporate it. Instead of shutting the project down or expressing frustration, we might consider what else can be done with the materials at hand. What solutions can be improvised? How can the flow be redirected? There may be a beneficial purpose behind the issue at hand. The universe could be leading us to an even better solution. There's no way to know. We can only flow with the challenges as they come and keep an open mind with no baggage, no previous story to live up to. We simply begin from a neutral place, allow the process to unfold, and welcome the winds of change to guide the way. Many people may seem walled off, but sometimes walls can provide different ways of seeing over and around obstacles. That's as much as I'll give that book right now. That really is a piece of work right there. Rick, man. Appreciate you, Rick. Yeah, I I feel every word that he says in this book. Every word. And he's just a man, though. You know, he's still a human that makes mistakes, like like you and I. So, and that's also why I can resonate with it because it's not perfect, but at the same time, it is. You know, like, and I know anyone that listened to that could could feel that. So. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, yeah. Mm. Let's see. <sighs> I got one more quote for you. At least at this moment. This quote I just wrote on my whiteboard today, actually. 
Um, one that has stuck with me very recently, and it needed needed to go up on my whiteboard, and I hope I think it'll be there for a while. I try to find things to write on it that um, that I can keep up there for a long time. That'll motivate me, you know, something that'll that's basically what my the purpose of writing something on my whiteboard is a lot of the time is unless it's something specific if it's something broad i want it to be something that can stay up there for a long time and will mot- keep motivating me so i don't just have to constantly be changing it but even though that 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 kind of change is pretty good but you know what i mean um this one says well, this is like, it's not even a quote, you know, this is just the most basic thing you could possibly say. <laughs> Life is not a problem to be solved, but a re- reality to be experienced. One must not resist, but flow. Life is not a problem to be solved. It is not a problem to be solved. A reality to be experienced. One must not re- resist this experience, but flow with it. Even if a wave in the ocean is, you know, there's a mountain of rock in its way. It's still going to flow with it. It's still going to crash into it. And it's going to wrap around it. And it's going to do... It's still going to give everything it's got. You know. And it'll just go right back out and try again. Keep flowing. You have come so far. You've got so far to go. <laughs> I'll never forget when I when I did work with kids last year. I uh, I painted. Yeah, <laughs> my roommate at the time um, got me to paint my nails. And I think I did black on just a couple of them. Oh, here we go. On each hand, though. And it's cra- it was just crazy. I had never done that before. Not my older years. I'd never even worn nail polish at all in public. It was fun, though. I, it's literally no problem, you know. It's kind of like how I see if I... Uh, if I had an ear piercing, or if I had a fucking, even if I had like a neck or face tattoo, or if I had different color hair, or if I had a crazy haircut, or a mustache or beard, like, 
I don't even really care anymore, you know, about stuff like that. Which has been a good feeling. That's kind of what growing out my, my hair has been like. Because I know people... I get stares, honestly. I know I'm tall. I am a little taller. And I have red hair. So it just sticks out anyway. People can't help but look at it. But when it's super long and curly, it it just made me break out of a lot of things when it came to just accepting how I look in public. Because I don't really like... At first, I kind of hated how it looked, like, all out and just long, curly, and just kind of obnoxious. Obnoxious is the main reason, just because it's an attention seeker kind of thing. And I had people out at bars say shit to me. You look like Young Gravy, you look like Jack Harlow, like, which is fucked, by the way. I've never went up to a random person I don't know and said, you look like someone. Unless it was, like, uncanny. Like, I definitely know I've said, you look like someone, like, celebrity type, to someone, to maybe one or two people before in my life. But that's only because it was, like, absolutely uncanny, like, facial feature. Not just fucking hairstyle. So that just made me be like, you know what? I don't give a shit anymore. I'm still gonna look fly, I'm still gonna have my style, I'm still gonna try to look good how I wanna look, but at the same time, if I threw nail polish on, if I had, you know, whatever, not afraid of my body, not afraid of my, anything, you know, I tried to let that go into just who I am also, my personality, I tried to I've gotten a, a lot more comfortable just with myself, who I am, being being more outgoing again when I do go out, because I was when I was young, and then, you know, college years, depends on how drunk you are or what friends you're with, and then, but now it's like, it just depends on how I feel. What if I'm feeling good? Yeah, you know. And just not caring about sounding annoying to people or I hope everyone can can find that that at least some some ground to stand on of comfortability with that and find time and space to be able to be themselves out in public because it's kind of like that stage whether it's I feel like a lot of people don't want to put it in that perspective because it makes them sound or look like they're like they're having to put on an act or like that you're on a stage and you're having to perform for anyone like no it's just that's exactly what performing is though and i think that that's like one of the most misunderstood things about being in public is dude you are on a stage and i don't and when you, when you say you're on a stage, that doesn't mean you're faking anything. If anything, if you got just shoved out onto a stage in front of 500 people, like, you're bouncing or you're a security guard at a local concert and there's 200 people at this pretty nice venue, someone just shoves you out onto this empty stage. That's exactly what i'm talking about like 
yeah, if you fake it, then you'd be faking it, but you just you would just be yourself out on the stage in in front of a bunch of people, you know? Like it just means you're out in public. You are within grounds to be able to be seen by all these people and be judged and you either are going to give a fuck and be anxious or you're not. And there's plenty of middle ground with any of that, but the world is our stage. Our life is our stage. Are you going to be as comfortable alone in your room as you are out in public? Like, that's such a tough thing. And I definitely, I don't even know. Like, that's a tough question. Am I saying I'm just as comfortable out in public as I am alone in my room? No. You know? But that's... I don't know, that's not like a pertinent thought in my brain, but it's, or something that I'm worrying about. No, 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 no. It's, but it's definitely something that I can feel pushes me to be comfortable when I am out in public. Like, you know, I don't care. Like, I do want to be the same person in my room as I am out in public. I want to be introverted in these aspects if I want to be or an extroverted in these aspects if I want to be just because I'm fucking feeling like it you know just because I want to just because I have every right I have the power to be I have only myself to worry about at the end of the day you know of course the respect of your peers or whoever you're out with or your loved ones but yeah whatever ranting very usual that's not a rant. Whatever. I'm sorry. Probably sounds disgusting. Dude, this whole fucking podcast might just sound horrible because of that sniffling. I'm sorry. Maybe hearing me read that was terrible too. I don't even know. Um, yeah, dude. I've been DJing. I really want to be able to just DJ a bar once in my life. And I think I will we'll be able to check that off the list this summer. As long as I just do one, you know. But one will definitely lead to another one. I know it. I really like DJing. If you got any recommendations, if you listen to this and you know me, you got any, you got any two song pieces that you know mash really well, send them to me. Send them my way. DM me on Insta at TPWTCO. Yeah, you guys are just chilling with me. Funny how I preface it at the beginning, like you guys are just gonna be chilling with me. And we'll do a few different things. It's like, no, all we did was read from my, my notebook and and Rick's book and this book. But I think that was man. Seriously though, if you are listening to this, still 
every single time I do a podcast like this where I'm talking and I come to an ending like this and I and if I don't have anything planned I thought my last one might be my last one ever this might be my last one I ever do I don't know I don't look that far in ahead anymore even even looking back on those first couple talks podcasts whatever the hell you want to call them technically episodes one two whatever I talk about how I'm how I and I did end up putting out more after that and I did word it like I was going to but now I'm at a point where I'm not going to right now I I wanted to talk to you guys and I have a feeling people are out there listening and but if you really are still listening to this I really want you to know I appreciate you and I'm sending you love and I hope you're sending me love cause I don't usually say something like that because I'm not good at receiving gifts as I've said before I think but um cause getting love from someone is is a gift and the fact that you are listening to it though is sending love my way and I just appreciate you and kind of to go back to something that something that I read out of that book that Rick said was um, with awareness just pay attention to yourself Before I could even fix myself, before I could even start doing things to help my body and my soul, I had to start noticing them. I had to become aware of them before I could stop smoking pot, before I could stop smoking any kind of nicotine or ingesting any kind of nicotine tobacco, before I could control what I was eating or drinking or content that I was consuming or how I was acting in relationships or how I was treating my family or treating my friends, treating loved ones, treating women before I could change any of the actual physical aspects, emotional aspects on the 3D level. I had to become aware of them first. I had to notice them first. I had to step back from myself. From myself. I had to be able to see what I was doing from a third... From a bird's eye view, you know? To be able to be like... Okay. Don't just assume what you you said is fine. And whatever you said, it's just what you said, and it doesn't matter. It already came out, and you're on to the next thing, and you don't even realize what you said. Like, if you have two seconds, and you maybe just thought a thought, or you maybe just said something to someone, take two seconds and just be like, okay, wait, you just said those words to this person who's who might have seen it from, who might have just heard those words in this way. Oh, and you did use that tone of voice. What does that mean? Like, 
oh, you are pissed, and you are coming off angry. So therefore, they're going to take it that way. Like, you know, it takes those two seconds of, like, evaluation to be able to understand what's going on. And back to the book was experience life. But if you're looking for growth and you haven't been able to find it, evaluate afterwards, you know? There's there's a certain kind of backwardsness to life that I have found to be totally and completely true about growth that you get told all the time and you feel all the time that you're supposed to be enjoying every moment, that you're supposed to be present in every moment and not be worrying about anything. And it's like, well, technically that part of that is having to go through the shit again and kind of analyze yourself and kind of get to the root of problems. Because if you know you have problems that you want to solve and it's funny because I'm looking at the quote on my whiteboard that says life is not a problem to be solved life itself isn't a problem to be solved however when you do certain things in your life that are completely unknown to you life itself might be unknown life out there life life is out there I like to think but self is here you are you are completely capable of understanding yourself. But the only way you're going to do that is is by looking at it. Not like a math problem, but you could. You could look at it like it's an actual problem. Like, Because when I hear the word problem, a lot of times I think about math. And it's like, okay, well, you have to be able to step back from it and just assess What parts are there of it? Are there multiple? Is it just one thing that kind of encompasses the whole thing? And there's a pretty straightforward, direct line answer to what's beneath the surface there? Or is there a lot of pieces in this one thing? You could say one sentence to your mother, and you could pick apart 50 different reasons why you said that one thing to your mom. Or it might just be that one dumb, obvious thing that's like, that doesn't even need to be analyzed, but it might still need to be. It might still need to be recognized, be like, yeah, okay. I said that because that's going on. And I'm sorry. I need to work on that. I, I, I see, you know, I that recognition that is awareness and then being able to put that back out into the into the universe and say i see you i see it i see myself instead of going all day every day and not recognizing what you're doing or what's around you you know like like the like that like the passages were saying all the clues that are that are around us when you see that beautiful sunset on that night you know, you you have this crazy day, maybe a really shitty day. It's like a uniquely shitty, crappy day. 
and you catch the most beautiful sunset of your life, enjoy that sunset. Enjoy that sunset. Sit there and soak it in. But maybe, maybe a day will come around after that where you can be like, and you got two seconds sitting in your room, and a, and that, and that that memory floats to your head, and you're like, man. That was life showing me it's going to be okay. That it didn't matter how shitty my day was going. All that stuff I was bitching about, complaining about during the day. And all I remember is how beautiful that sunset was. Like, boom. I mean, is that not life? Is that not what I know all of you get told? That's what I get told every day is. We have to get through all the shittiness to be able to see all the good stuff. So that answers a lot of your question when it comes to awareness, when it comes to seeing these clues that the universe lays out for us, pointing us in these right directions. It's like, if anything, look at everything bad. Look at every negative thing that you perceive as negative, whether it's what you're doing, what someone else is doing, what's happening in the world. See the positive in it, because that is what kind of we must do if we're going to raise that awareness to be able to see why things are happening I mean shit if I looked I know I know in my life if I would have looked at every negative thing as as a negative thing and only a negative thing I would have killed myself years ago to be blunt with you and if you really are listening to this still and you just heard me say that, I'm just being real. And I have no problem saying that. And it's not sad. It's not pity. Don't pity me, please. I know a lot of us have gone through stuff like that. Way too many people go through stuff like that. Even though it's kind of important, like, that was something crazy that I've had, crazy thoughts that I've had to go through. But if I would have been looking at everything these last couple of years as negative, every negative thing as just a negative thing, dude, I would have killed myself a couple of years ago. Would have done it. Wouldn't be here today. Just wouldn't. Even if I was alive, I wouldn't be here today. Wouldn't be as strong as I am today. Wouldn't be in good of a place as I am today. Even though a lot of times I still feel like I'm in a shitty place, but man, I would. I would, I just wouldn't be here. I just would not be here. You got to look at those negative things like they're a good thing. At least eventually. You know, because in the moment, it's not going to feel like it. You get into a major fight with family, friends, significant other. It's, it feels like the worst possible thing is happening at right now at this moment. But it's like the faster you can look at it like it's a positive, then you can move on and find the solution to that. Again, the, let me reiterate, though. Nah, there ain't. It doesn't need to. I, I see. I need to be so much better. Even using a word like solution, and I keep saying the word problem, and it's like the solution is the flow. The solution is letting go, you know, and not attaching yourself to that negative feeling and being like that's just it. It was a negative experience, and that's it. No flow is letting that, letting that exact feeling and thought flow and I don't know if you guys know this about how 
how how things work when they flow. If you got a pipe with water in it, let's say a certain point of the water, certain like certain portion of the water is currently in front of you. Like we time is stopped at a standstill. There's a certain portion of water that is closest to you in that pipe. And then and then boom, time starts going again. See ya. That whatever water was just right in front of you is already 50 feet away. That is flow. And yeah, like I, I brought up an ocean and a beach or hitting rocks, a cliffside. That water is constantly recycling. It's constantly another chance, another chance, another opportunity. It isn't set in stone, you know. Even things that are set in stone on Earth are chipped away, are recolored, are reformed, broken down, made brand new. I love you guys, alright? Seriously. If you hear me right now, I love you. I'm doing my best every day to love myself better. Seriously. Seriously. It's tough. Uh, I'm... I'm fighting a spiritual war and a physical war simultaneously. There's going to... There's going to come a point pretty soon in my life where those two are going to intersect. And you could say that they've been interse intersecting my whole life or these last couple of years or these last couple of months, whatever. But it it's felt split. And my selfish ass wants it to be one. I want to be one with myself. That's kind of what I'm saying. I I haven't been. I basically have never been. Maybe when I was little, you know, before any drugs or alcohol, before any corruption, when I was still wide-eyed and saw the beauty and everything, you know. I'm trying to get back there. It's been slow and steady. It's been bumpy. And if it has been for you... Just know I feel you. So, I love you. Drink water. Breathe. You guys always hear me breathing on here. Breathe. Find, find a quiet second. Sit down in your bedroom. Sit down outside once it gets nice out this spring. Find a piece of grass. But sit, just sit down in your bedroom even one night. No music, no headphones. No nothing playing in that room. Cross your legs. Just breathe. Just focus on your breath. That's not meditating. Do not see it as meditating. It is not. I just challenge you to do that. That's it. Alright. Drink water. I love you. Take it easy. I'll talk to you guys soon, alright? Love you.